<laughs> All right. Okay. So, hey, everybody. Episode oh. 222 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Gesundheit. We're here live at Bear Bottle Brewery in the Bernal Heights neighborhood of San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, we're just sitting around drinking some beers because we're classy ladies. And uh, we're getting ready to interview one of the co-owners of the brewery. Uh, his name's Lester Koga. And, uh, yeah, we're just really pleased to be here. Thank you so much, Miller, who we still haven't met yet. The Enjoy. mysterious Miller of the social media realm of uh made bottle. a mistake of inviting us here yeah and i'm like we're gonna be here all night you understand it is, that it is appropriate that you only speak to the social media manager via yeah laptop. social media yeah not laptop or phone sorry is that old <laughs> via <laughs> smartphone <laughs> via my hello via rotary but this place is Ask amazing jeeves where's miller okay you guys have actually been here before yes and you this, have not this yeah. is how that kind of came about yeah this place is what episode awesome. was that Two two seven. No, uh, two. Who knows what? A few weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we love it here. I think it's the little hidden gem of San Francisco. Um, maybe just, it won't be after this podcast. It's just far enough to make it just really chill, people. Right. So if you're into beer, please visit Bear Bottle. Uh, they have. I just love this place. It's casual. It's cool. You can bring your Spacious. dogs. Huh? Spacious. Spacious. You can bring book. your dogs and your kids until 8 p.m. At 8 p.m., it's 21 and over. But until Plus 8 the dogs have to be 21 and over? Well, in dog years, it's not much. So <laughs> you get some leeway there. But as, as we're here, there is a wedding party celebrating. There is. There so is. So that's how big and accommodating and awesome this place is, is that people want to have their wedding reception here. And I'm not mad at that at all. No, I'm not mad at it either. Um... But yeah, uh, oh, by the way, which I didn't mention, you have to visit all our socials, the housekeeping part of <laughs> Bitch Talk, per the use. Uh, you can find us in Facebook at Bitch Talk Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Bitch Talk Pod. Instagram, it's Bitch Talk Podcast, one word. And then you can reach us on the interwebs via Gmail at therealbtpod at gmail.com. Also, Please, please, please go visit our website. It's brand spanking new. We revamped it. We got new logos. Sexy and sleek, it might I add. I, it is. And I like those lips. Oh, did you see it finally? Yeah. Did you take that? Uh, it was a, a picture of me, the inspiration? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're but really feeling ourselves, aren't we, tonight? Um, <laughs> we, we, well, no. we've had a flight. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Flight and uh, whatever. So um, Mind your business. No, just thanks to Justine <laughs> and Lady J Graphics. She gets us and always has. And please visit the website, bitchlockpodcast.com. Without further ado, we're going to talk to the co-owner, co-owner, Lester Koga. What? I've had two beers. That's, that's what happens. And uh, enjoy our chat. Hey, bitch talkers. We made it. Dreams do come true. We're at Bear <laughs> Bottle Brewery in Bernal Heights in San Francisco. We talked about them a few weeks ago, Ange. Yeah, what happened was Aaron and I were both here on the same day, and we didn't know that each other was here. This place is so huge that can happen to you. Yes. And we were bringing it up on Bitch Talk. We both wanted to bring it up on Bitch yes. Talk because we both loved it. We right. fell in love with the place. And then we're like, wait, Saturday? What time? Me too. And yeah. It was this whole thing. And so. we just couldn't say enough nice yeah. things We talked about, about how place. much we loved it. So, so we tagged them on social media, and people look at social media and listen to our <laughs> podcast and Apparently, Miller yeah. 
reached out to us, your social media person. Yep. And uh, here we are. So welcome, Lester, one of the co-owners, correct? Yep. Correct. What else is your title? Uh, you know, everyone, everyone here has, <laughs> has so many different titles. How many you know? titles do you have? Uh, gosh, I think like all of us have janitors somewhere in our titles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so do we. Aren't we all? I mean, yeah. Like, there's so much time. People don't realize like how much time is spent actually cleaning, you know, in a brewery in a brew house. So. Right. This place, yeah, this place is massive. So. Yeah. I mean, it's we have a 1,000 square foot refrigerator cold box in the back <laughs> where we have all the the kegs. It's and, bigger than and half the apartments in San Francisco. Well, it literally is bigger than my apartment, so I'm like, oh, literally, there's more yeah. space. Like, yeah. in this you could cold live box there. Is what you're saying? Rent that uh, out for four thousand a month. <laughs> Easy. He's like, we do, especially no. in these hot months. I know. People like, will hey, pay you for know, a here's a chair, day. and uh, <laughs> you can rent a chair in the cold box. So. Uh, janitor is kind of the, the common title that all the owners have. Um, you know, I also <laughs> handle a lot of the, the tap room stuff. So we have a tap room manager and then oversee the tap room, uh, oversee the brewing staff, uh, and then oversee the delivery and fulfillment folks. So let's, let's start with the basics. Sure. How did you get to Bernal Heights and where did the name come up for Bear Bottle? Sure. So great question. What I love about Bernal Heights uh, in San Francisco is kind of multifold fold for one. You know, I live just a couple miles away in Noe Valley. So, I mean, I've been in this city since 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. um, Mike, one of the founders, and myself were both kind of Bay Area college folks. Yeah, I went to Cal. He went to Stanford. Uh, but we didn't know each other living in the Bay Area. We didn't know each other until we met back east in, uh, at Cornell for oh, really? business school. Okay. And so we met Mike myself and Ben who was the other owner so you're both underachievers that's what you're saying uh, <laughs> okay go on sorry to interrupt well uh, yes, yes and no um, so like getting into into beer for us was was something that just really excited us you know we Mike and I and Ben were all home brewers uh, so we got into home brewing and it was one of those things where we just appreciate beer and we thought well what greater you know way to appreciate a craft than to actually do it uh, so we started home brewing just in our kitchens, basements, uh, you know, and me, I have a deck in Noe Valley, so just brewing on the deck. Lucky you. Wow. <laughs> it's one of the more city par sunny parts of the city, too. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. But I'm kind of on top of the hills, so when the fog comes mm. in, it, like, hits me yes. and it goes straight. Yeah. Uh, so there are days when, you know, I get, like, two hours of sunlight and then the rest is all fog. But right. this summer so far has been pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, would brew a lot of beer on my deck, and uh, we got really into it where we said, okay, you know, how do you take the next step in home brewing? And we started entering homebrew competitions. Okay. And, and entering homebrew competitions, we really found out that there's this whole kind of underground, I guess it's not that underground, because uh, not like, you know, anything is like too, like, you know. It's not like Fight Club. Vicious, you right. know, going on. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, people just brewing beer at home. And then, you know, they come out and they enter these competitions to see how they do. And what really kind of shook us with these competitions was, you know, a good example is, say, there's a major competition in the East Bay. Uh, they'll fill all their slots, which are 700 beer entries, wow. in less than a day or two. Jesus. So there's, like, that much velocity that to us, like, you know, when you when you do things at home, like, you don't really know how popular something is until you start <laughs> yeah. getting involved more. Mm -hmm. And just the number of people who got involved, the number of beers, and all the personalities that you meet, it's just so inspiring. And so we entered more competitions, and we thought, oh, this is fun. How do we become a judge? And then Mike and I went through the whole process of becoming certified to judge homebrew oh, competitions. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and that kind of elevated our, you know, appreciation and experience with homebrewing even more. 
And then as we were judging, that kind of was like the last linchpin for us in terms of, all right, you know, we, we've got the bug pretty hard, <laughs> was, you know, the winners of these competitions are making better beer than the vast majority of commercial breweries. Mm-hmm, right. And, you know, everyone kind of has this, oh, you know, beers we made in a bathtub, how good could it be? It's like moonshine. But, right. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. Like, the stuff is is amazing. Uh, and so while we were judging these homebrew competitions, you know, we kind of thought about like, hey, when we win these competitions, you know, we won a bunch of homebrew competitions on our own. You know, you get a pat in the back and a sticker and you're like, oh, cool. You know, right. I, I feel like vindicated that people like my beer, but all these great recipes and great beers didn't go anywhere. You know, it's just like it's anybody who comes to your garage or your living room, you know, drinks it out of the kegerator and that's about it. <laughs> so we thought, yeah. gosh, wouldn't it be great to kind of complete that loop and create a brewery, a production brewery where that kind of mold of choosing the best possible beers, you know, from competition, from home brewers became kind of the integral kind of beacon, if you will, of selecting beers. And that kind of set us off on, hey, let's do a brewery um, in San Francisco. And San Francisco was huge for us. Um, One, you know, we lived here. But two, it's also, like, you think about the, uh, like, the Yelp culture. You think Mm -hmm. about, you know, one of the major kind of companies that inspired us, and we were going through this endeavor as well, that was not beer-related, was a t-shirt company called Threadless. Okay. And what was cool about Threadless is it was basically like a user-driven community for T-shirts. So they had all their, you know, their members like submit T-shirt designs. And then when a design was submitted, then everyone voted on, do you like the shirt? Do you not like the shirt? And when you said you like the shirt, you also committed yourself to, you know, know, paying 20 bucks to get it when it goes into production. So kind of like crowd tilt, you know, when something tips, when it gets enough likes, you know, then it goes in production. Right. Um, And what was unique about that model was there's also like you're doing like user-centric demand and design, right? So you're designing products for the customer base and you know it's going to do well Mm -hmm. because everyone had a say in voting for it. Uh, and then you know it's going to sell because people then committed to buy it. And so, you know, they have this great kind of inventory or lack of inventory issue as well because it's like everything they make, they sell out. And I thought it was like a really kind of unique, you know, techie kind of spin to things that, mm. you know, for us, again, kind of completed that circle of homebrewing where, uh, you know, what we do every quarter is we have these homebrew competitions. Oh. and. From these homebrew competitions, we have people voting on, you know, what beer is the best uh, of these three finalists. Yeah, we're doing the Salty Haze competition right now. So that's just that. Okay, off. so that's okay. So you you run these competitions, yep. and, and then and then the <coughs> the winner of these competitions is, is what you're going to be. Yeah, so we on run tap. the competition where, in this case, for uh, for Salty Haze. Uh, we reached out to getting beyond just San Francisco. So this is the first time we really started reaching beyond the city for homebrewers. Uh, we got, gosh, four different homebrew clubs involved. Uh, so Bay Area Mashers from Oakland, Berkeley. Hmm. Uh, Doe's from Walnut Creek. The Mad Zymergists from <laughs> Livermore. And then the San Francisco Homebrewers Guild. And we said, hey, like, let's do a kind of like club competition to see like which homebrew club is making the better beer. And so we went to the clubs, each of the clubs, and we kicked it off as a competition. And so each club had their own internal competition with our guidelines, which was hmm. it's got to be an IPA. It's got to use the Vermont yeast strain. Uh, it's one that we really love. It's big, hazy, kind of fruit-forward IPA, mm-hmm. a lot of stone fruit character. 
And for me, you know, I'm also a wine guy. Like, I love the idea of terroir. And I thought, you know, you don't see enough, like, terroir, if you will, in beer. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we took, like, Bay Area terroir and made that kind of the other linchpin of this design of, hmm. a, of a homebrew beer? And so we said, okay, I want it to, like, what's more kind of terroir that in the Bay Area? Like, what, what is terroir? Like, what would you characterize as being, like, super terroir for the Bay Area? Hmm. <laughs> the Bay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. And oh, so... There you go. Got And so I found a salt producer down in the salt ponds in Fremont oh, yeah, that yeah. harvests salt from the Bay. Okay. So that was an ingredient that they had to use as well was... Bay sea salt harvested oh, from the San Francisco Bay. Dude. Wow. And so I thought, you know, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, and I'd never added salt, you know, to, to an IPA. You're so throwing them a curve. Yeah. And so I know no one's done it before. So, right. you know, they did it and the beers came out awesome. Is that like, why one of your titles on the web, uh, on your website is salt resident salt expert yeah, or spend, something like that? I spent that. a lot of time <laughs> geeking out on salt for You didn't, uh, for you a few didn't list that as one of your jobs, by the way, but yeah. I was going to bring it up. Okay, cool. So that's why it's the Salty Hayes yep. IPA. Absolutely. And so wow, what we that's did really is exciting. then we took, you know, as they ran that homebrew competition, each, you know, each homebrew club gave me the final two, you know, the best two from their internal club competition. Then we did a best of show around here, chose the best one of the two, and we invited each of the homebrewers to brew with us on a production system. So then we just scaled up the recipe from whether it was five or 10 gallons uh, all the way up to 600 gallons. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we brewed it. And then now we're going to roll it out to we have about 14 different voting locations throughout the Bay Area. So Are they not just all in the breweries? Tap room. No, they're all bars. We're the only brewery that's doing it. Okay. And they're all just bar accounts, you know, that are just great accounts for us that we love being in. And so they all agree to take three of the beers and, you know, we drop off poker chips, you know, with the beers. And they literally just drop in, you know, you serve a tasting flight to a customer. They taste all three beers, take that poker chip, and they put it in the oh, bucket, cool. which is the best. And then what we're going to do is aggregate all the votes democratically and whatever beer wins, wins. So popular vote is what popular you're saying, vote. as well, or whatever yeah. whatever beer Russia wants will win. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there's. Well, that's why we're using how are you ensuring? <laughs> okay, fine. They're not doing electronically. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get hacked. Bring the election back to to voter chips. Yes. So <laughs> I, I maybe in the next election will just be a poker chip. Yeah. And so to, to circle back and answer, I know yeah. no, a very no, no. long-winded answer to oh, I only answered one part of your question. The second part was where our name come from. Yeah. You know, it came from homebrew competitions, and Bear Bottle to us was. An homage to homebrewing. You know, when we submit our beers to competitions, it can't have any labels on it. Can't say Sierra Nevada. Right. Can't say Anchor Steam. Like it needs to be a bare, empty bottle. And also, when we made beer at home and we gave it to friends, you know, we would again we would soak the bottles in water to peel the labels off. So there's an empty bottle because we didn't want to like spend all this time to make a great IPA and then put it in a Bud Light bottle. You right. know? <laughs> um, so, you know, that's kind of the homage to homebrewing is bare bottle. You know, right. it's kind of gets inside the glass. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. And just, you know, a little tip of the cap to the homebrewers where we always look for bare empty bottles to, to put into to put our beer into. So I love the idea that this is really a community brewery. I've Absolutely. never heard of that before. Are you the first in the Bay Area to kind of do that? Um, we definitely in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, you know, Sam Adams would run like a long shot contest where they'd say, oh, you oh. know, homebrewers submit their recipes. And so like once a year, they make a couple homebrew beers. 
Um, but there's nobody that we know that like, uses this as kind of their model. And so for us, we wanted to kind of get away from all the beer comes from kind of a single vector of someone's perception of what good right. beer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a good example of that is during our competitions, this is, I think, our third or fourth one now. Um, in the last three competitions, the, the beer that I thought should win, that I thought, oh, my, this is the one that should win, didn't win. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> But I get proven wrong every time because the beer that wins just sells so, so well. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, if I had chosen the beer that won, then it probably would be made once and then never again. So, right. again, it just speaks to kind of the power and the wisdom of, you know, beyond just crowds, but the your target audience. You know, because ultimately we're making beer that our target audience wants to drink. And that's the number one important thing. Well, well, it's it's communal not only in the sense of the types of beers that you choose, but also in the atmosphere. Right. I mean, yep, it, sure. this place is huge. You have ping pong, shuffleboard, foosball. You have cornhole, rotating, <laughs> rotating trucks. food yeah. trucks every day. Yep, and, and it, comedy. It, it, and comedy, comedy yeah. night, yeah. I'm it's just such that. a sense of I have of no community. hand in that. I, my <laughs> sense of humor, my sense of humor is just way different. Uh, and you're off, on a podcast so. called Bitch Talk, so it has to be pretty good, Lester. Just saying. But yeah, can you talk about this space and just sure. how you came up with the concept? Because this is kind of a hidden gem in San Francisco. Yeah. How, the hell, did, how the hell did you get? Yeah, so much space in San Francisco. <laughs> sure. You know, I think one of the things is, you know, it took us about a year to find this spot. You know, first and foremost, and. Mike basically went through and like looked at every building the way it was zoned. Oh right. In San Francisco to see like is there a building that's zoned like the way that we need it to be. Uh, and for us this building is zoned PDR which is production design repair. Mm-hmm. So it's made to be kind of a buffer zone between light industrial heavy industrial. You know, so it allows us to do things like brew beer, you know, do bottling um, and very different than kind of mixed use commercial. Um, so for us, it took a while to to find a spot. One because we needed a you know the right size building. Um, two, ceiling clearance was a big one for us. So the right. ceiling's really tall here, and you can see the equipment and all the piping are really high. And we needed a building that was tall enough that everything can fit into. Um, you know, the other thing was, I mean, I have lived in the Bay Area for a long time, and to me, the kind of the heart and soul of San Francisco is in the neighborhoods, you know? I mean, that's yeah, where absolutely. you get it. Yeah, I mean... Well, and Bernal <laughs> is, yeah. is so high up there. Yeah, and, and it's great because, you know, Bernal doesn't feel like as pretentious as right. Noe Valley, you know? Or the mission. Or even the mission. I mean, hopefully it doesn't creep in. And, and you know, I feel like that's kind of like who our you know, target audience is as well. You know, we want to kind of appeal to a broad spectrum of folks, but... You know, like also like, you know, this is just kind of the, the laid back vibe that we like and Merle Heights has that. Um, Two, like the building is like massive mm-hmm. and that was, was critical for us is so we can give ourselves room to grow. So we were initially looking for a lot smaller of a building, maybe in the seven, 8,000 square foot range. Uh, this building is about 16,000 square feet. <laughs> and so, you know, when I first walked in the doors, you know, Mike found this place on Craigslist of all places Jeez. listed. Are you kidding me? Craigslist and, uh, still works, guys. And so it was posted. We, like, came in the same day that it was uh, it was posted. And I talked to the real estate agent, walked in. And this used to be a stone cutting company. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this building was in, you know, pretty rough shape. But I looked at it and, you know... I just knew, like, hey, this is this is a brewery. I can kind of visualize, like, how everything is going to be laid out. 
and for us, you know, we spend so much time at breweries, and especially as we were developing the company, you know, we went to even more breweries, you know, around the country. And, you know, we kind of took all the little elements of what we really love about breweries and said, okay, you know, we have a blank slate that we can work with. What can we do to make it like our ideal place to be? Like a checklist. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the, the first and foremost thing for us was the brewing equipment needs to be front and center. Right. Right. So, you yeah, know, it's not I the presenters front and center. That. It's literally yeah. the brew house. And Mike had this brilliant idea where, you know, we actually have two staircases leading up to the brewing equipment. And we didn't need that second staircase, but visually, you know, it's so inviting to see a staircase facing the tap room where you can go up and it just kind of like invites your eyes to like focus in the middle of that brew house. Mm -hmm. uh, to us was kind of like a great little design element that we thought, you know what? This is something that you never really see in a brewery, mm -hmm. but we wanted to make sure that we kind of hit people over the head with, you are walking into a production brewery. There's no question about it. You know, mm -hmm. that was the number one thing because so many places have the brewing equipment in the back. And, yeah. and it's uh, hidden no, and you feel like hidden. you're just at a bar. Basically. Or a tasting exactly. room and you're like, I thought you guys brew here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for us, um, like San Francisco, like Napa is a great example as well Is you know, people here, we're foodie, we're, we love beverages, but we also love stories. We also love going to the source of production because it provides mm -hmm. an authenticity level mm -hmm. you know, that right. you don't otherwise get. Yeah, So absolutely. we wanted to make sure that people, when they came in here, like you can see the steam rising from the vats right now. Like, you know, it's like, you know that this is not for show. This is literally it's a happening. working <laughs> brew house. Right. And to us, you know, there's nothing, there's no better way to connect to a product than to be drinking this beer and knowing that it was in those tanks, you know, two weeks ago. And it was in those tanks behind, like as soon as yesterday, the day before. Mm -hmm. And to us, like that just kind of reinforces the idea of you're drinking a fresh, locally made product here in San Francisco. Right. Absolutely. And that adds to the overall experience. I mean, that's why we both walked in here. And yeah, we're excited to day. talk about it because yeah. uh, actually on that day I went to a, I, I, we, my friend and I, who's, he's coming in a little bit, we went on a brewery tour. Okay. This was the fourth or fifth one <laughs> of our day. So everything looked good at that point. So I'm surprised no, 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 that no. she remembered <laughs> that she No, 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 actually. that's not true. <laughs> I, I took notes on my phone of all the breweries that we went to and, and which beers I liked. And when we came in here, I was like, holy shit, this is on its own level. It's just Thank a completely you. different feel, a completely, a completely different list of beers and and now i understand why having talked to you is because you don't ju it's not just coming from one brewer it's it's really well thought out and and it, and it really shows thank and you i can not wait to come back the number one thing is you know we're so passionate about craft beer the industry mm -hmm. and like nothing else matters than just great locally made beer for us mm -hmm. And, you know, if that is your guiding principle, then it doesn't matter if you're us or anybody else, uh, you're going to do well. Just yeah. if you care, like nothing else matters but great beer, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Word. So uh, you guys <laughs> have been here for a year and a half, a little uh, over a year? Just about 14, 14 or 15 months. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so young. Pretty young, but, I mean, we've been growing so quickly. When we opened, you know, back in June, July of 2016, mm -hmm. We had five employees. Um, we're at 26 or 27 wow. employees wow. right now. So That's huge. It's been, you know, a really kind of fast growth, but, you know, there's always growing pains that, right. that happen. But, you know, for us is we want to make great locally made beer. We want to get it into as many great locations locally as possible. Yeah. And so you don't have to name all. Was it 14 accounts that you said? Bars? 
but did you want to name a few of the bars that carry your beer in the city or um, are they peninsula too east yeah. bay so you know just um a couple in the city uh so tornado was one that i really love i mm-hmm. love tornado. Uh, you know tornado is such a I feel like nothing else feels like San Francisco than like Tornado, you know? It's and if you're a real beer lover, you've been to Tornado. You've been to Tornado. <laughs> and it's just the greatest place. They have the greatest selection of beers. It's always an honor for everyone to be in there. I was going to say, it's kind of like you guys made it. I yeah. feel probably when you got into Tornado, you're like, all right, we're doing something okay. And, you know, not just getting in Tornado, we actually brewed one of their 30th anniversary beers. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And so. You know, the, uh, to Dave King, the owner of Tornado, and Chad, the beer buyer, they were here when we were designing the recipe for their 30th anniversary beer. And, you know, I told Dave, I'm like, Dave, man, it is such a complete honor mm-hmm. that, you know, you not only carry our beer, but you're, you know, allowing us to make, you know, I mean, of all the, the 30, they made 30 beers for their 30th anniversary party, and they chose two breweries in San Francisco to do uh, They chose Cellamaker and us. And I'm like, wow. Cellamaker, I totally understand. I love them as well. But I'm like, and just like a bunch of like a 12-month-old brewery, like full of fuck-ups like us. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, you mean overachievers. <laughs> Far from a fuck-up, Lester. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was, you know, that to me was a complete honor. And I said, you know, I walked in there when our beer was first on, and it was one of my homebrew recipes that, you know, we scaled up. And, and I, I felt like that's the biggest badge for like homebrewing, hey, you've kind of made it is when your homebrew beer is on at Tornado. Yep. And uh, and I took pictures and he stopped me. He's like, Lester, stop for a second. <laughs> and he's like, it's a fucking bar. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> it is in the beer world. I know. I and think. I'm like, you know, like that's that's why I love, you know, Tornado right. is, you know, they make no bones about, you know, who they are and they've been around. And, you know, uh, I talked a long time to, to Dave McLean from Magnolia. And, uh, you know, he was, and I told him that same story and he's like, he's like, Lester, man, he's like, when I first opened Magnolia back in the hate, he's like, I was so embarrassed to like even ask them to carry my beer, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And he's like, I guess some things don't change in the industry. You know, everyone's, you know, everyone's kind of embarrassed to uh, approach Toronto because we all put them up on this pedestal. So they're the end all be all. Yeah. They just are. You know, but it's also great to see like all the kind of newer age, like craft beer bars, you know, pop up as well. And, you know, we're fortunate enough that we're in, you know, every, every basically major beer bar, old or new that you want to be in, in the city. We're basically in, um, I mean, we're in about, a little over, I think we're approaching even like 400 outside accounts right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. So are there plans? I mean, you said you're about 14 months into this place. Are you guys even thinking beyond this or you just want to kind of get your roots in here and then maybe think of For us, you know, we always want to, well, I think out of state is one that, that's well, well down the road for us. You know, our thing is, you know, we want to be able to, to grow, but also like, grow intelligently and also grow staying true to our core you know so for us like i said before the beer quality is paramount if the beer is not great then i don't care for shipping it to la or san diego it's like we just will never feel good about you know shipping out any beer that's not great Mm -hmm. um so for us like quality control but also like being as innovative as we can with the different recipes like that's that's of ultimate importance um but there's also so many markets that you know we know beyond the bay area Mm -hmm. like you know, would love to have, you know, some some different unique beers. And I grew up in Fresno and, 
you know, I love the Central Valley, but I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, like an open area for just, they're just waiting, I think, for for I mean, innovative beers to come. Oh, my God, for something like this. Like wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for a third the price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but again, like it, it was, you know, really critical for us to be in the city, you know, because I feel that. Or we feel that, you know, so much of San Francisco, like, has this unique energy about it, has this creative, you know, adventurous spirit about it. And it's a place where, you know, we knew that this idea, or actually we didn't, you can never really know. Right. But, like, (laughs) we had some inklings and and a lot of cross fingers to say, hey, like, we think this is going to play really well in San Francisco. Um, and And it turned out really well. And we we have enough space here where... We can basically triple our capacity in this building. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. In the current footprint. And That's so huge. it allows us, you know, we started with six uh, 40 barrels. So each brewing barrel is 31 gallons. So these 40 barrel fermenters are about 1,200 gallons each. Started with six of them. And uh, <laughs> we had to add two more just in the last, uh, last month just to keep up with demand because we can't keep beer in stock long enough um <laughs> you know and, and that's it, that's such a first <laughs> world good, that's like a first beautiful world first world problem, world problem. yeah <laughs> um you know but it also it makes us feel good that you know we know that we're on the right path because you know people are enjoying our product and ultimately i feel that you know for somebody in a craft doesn't matter what craft you're in you know to see somebody sit and experience your product there's no better feeling and You know, when I see people like wearing our shirts, you know, walking down the street in San Francisco, (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I was out in Nevada City, you know, early on when we were only open. I love Nevada. I love the mountains. I love Nevada. I was just there for the first time a few weeks ago. Love it. Life changing, right? It's like, oh, it's like I can see myself here. I was like, that's my boyfriend down there, that creepy guy. But um, (laughs) he's not that creepy. No, I know. But uh, we were there, and I'm like. I think we could live here, maybe. I, I agree. I mean, it's got a great kind of Portland vibe to it. Yes. I lived in Portland for a little bit. Oh. And, you know, I'm I'm a big backpacker outdoor person as well, so I love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the middle of a forest. Yeah. And it has that kind of creative hippie vibe like Portland and like San Francisco to a certain extent has. Got a couple of great little breweries there, like mm-hmm. restaurants, bakeries. And, you know, it's just like... Man, I could, I could, I could live here too. Is your is your beer <laughs> up there? Uh, no, the we, so we're completely self distributed right now, Got and okay. so that's something that's also very important to us. Is we didn't want to sign on with a distributor uh, because now, right now, we own the entire chain. Oh, uh, it's yours. It's our salespeople who talk to accounts. Smart. It's, yeah. You know, us who makes the beer, and it's our delivery drivers that then deliver the beer. And so it's a complete circle that kind of we can manage. Yeah. And it's also important to us because, you know, one of the things that, you know, I knew would be a lot of fun was getting to know all the great bar owners and beer mm. buyers and restaurateurs. Right. You know, because I'm, I'm a food beverage guy as well. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it, it's so empowering to, like, see our beer in, like, some of my favorite restaurants. And, you know, I go in there, I'm like, yeah, I love eating here. I'm going to come here and eat because it's my favorite restaurant and my beer is on draft here. And I'm like, God, that's, I don't know. I feel surreal. like it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's a really, like, you know, surreal <laughs> feeling where you kind of want to pinch yourself and you're kind of like, God, I don't know if I'm worthy to be here because <laughs> the guy was all of you guys and on such a high pedestal that 
you know, for you guys to, you know, choose lowly us, you know, I feel really honored. Right. Well, I, I really, I really love how cautious you guys are about your growth and it, it just shows that it, mm-hmm. it really matters and you, you really want to put your hand on everything because, and, and it shows in the quality of, of your beers and in, in the quality of this space. And I, and, uh, I want to let our, our viewers know that you also have home brewing classes. Yep. If you want to learn how to brew, you can come on the first Wednesday of every month. And are, do you run those, those Mike classes? Mike does. Mike does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike's, so a better, Mike's a better teacher than I am. He explains things better than I do. I just kind of okay. <laughs> jump around a little bit. So it's better yeah, to so learn that, from him so than that's me. So that's the first Wednesday of every month. They can <laughs> yep. come in here and learn how to brew if they're interested. And that, that's cool because you want to you give back and you want to inspire future brewers. And I feel that it's, it's something that people who love beer and really want to learn more about beer, there's no greater way to learn about it than to make it. And a lot of people think there's all this mystery and expertise in, in making beer. And the reality is, if you can make a good cup of, you know, coffee or tea, you can make a good beer. Right. Um, oh, good. And, okay. and that's you exciting. You just have to be a little more patient. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, not that patient. 14 days. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not like well, wine. Well, coffee is like, like, you know, year. 10 minutes. Right. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but coffee also doesn't have alcohol in it, so it's a... Uh, to give and take. Not yet. Well, you never <laughs> know. get you some Baileys, Lester. Depends Come on. on. Depends on the morning. <laughs> well, Lester, where can everyone find Bear Bottle? You know, the best thing to do is check our website. We list all the, well, the vast majority of our locations mm-hmm. um, on our website of where we're serving. Um, but pretty much, you know, most, you know, beer bars in the city will have it. Um, we make, we do bottles as well. So we do bottling runs once a month. Hmm. And uh, we have our two bottles, Mirror Woods and Galaxy, in Whole Foods. Um, so it's kind of funny. Like, uh, my mom lives up in Rockland, Roseville, in oh, Sacramento. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just texted me this morning that she's like, hey, you know, I was buying, you know, some, some dinner to make for the family. Uh, and she's like, oh, your beer was on the shelf there. So I picked up a couple bottles for dinner Aww. as well. Aww. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of fun. So. They're like, we made it, Mom. <laughs> we made it. See? told you and also you know with the bottles it's great that we print a recipe on how to make the beer on the bottles uh so any home brewer and we used to get so many emails from home brewers and we still do actually like hey like we love your beer like how do we make it and for us this isn't like kfc there's no secret secret recipe it's (laughs) it's like you know just here like make it if you like it make it so you know it's one of those things that we give back to the homebrew community because Again, that's something that we would love is, hey, we like this beer. How do we make it? You know, and I'll so on that label, it says, more. hey, yeah. this is the re- recipe on how to make that beer. So. It really is, yeah, just feels born, like out, of passion, born yeah. out of passion and the love for beer. So. Yeah, for sure. Bitch Talk, that's what Bitch Talk's all about. Yeah, that's what Bitch Talk's <laughs> all about, too. Lester, thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome. We love this place. Yeah. Awesome. If you're Thanks thinking about, me. you know, any sponsorship opportunities, we're here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And I, I really challenge you to it. a game of ping pong. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're up. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. That was Lester Koga. What, did what you a story. Him? Oh, the King Koga. Yeah. We sh- I wish that you said that <laughs> during the interview. Um, thank you so much for imparting a ton of knowledge. Yeah, it's uh, very cool about Bear Bottle, and it's so well. It's just such a thoughtful company. Yeah, just all around. I mean, like Smart if you want to get, if you want to look at like somebody that's trying to get like real local flavor. Yep. You, you know. Yeah. And, and as opposed to you know a lot of the stuff that we 
criticize or you like we well, just have to do vanishing it's called sf yeah vanishing sf yeah and it's uh people that come here and want to change it to alter what suits their needs right so it's just and it's just really beautiful to see somebody that's here for the community right and you know like yeah they've you know they it started from a you know from a fun you know like a fun little project yeah yeah of you know brewing at home to what it is now which is and this place is amazing and the story behind getting this place and all of that is yeah awesome. and i'm sorry but 14 months and and this is what they've become already right that's fucking huge right so yeah they've got a great they've got a great team they've i got think they're doing it right they're keeping here. it all in-house which is awesome yeah. you don't hear a lot of companies they're keeping their keep fingers on everything they're yeah. not like oh go take care of that right it's like they really care about every asset yeah and of the company on another side note, um, thank you for bringing the person here that's going to like completely spill the beans on anything or has no poker face. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that aren't here tonight, and then for people that don't know, this is the, I guess this is the eve. The It's your pre. It's my pre-birthday week. It's your week. 4-0. This is a it's big one. one. It's, it's, it's a big one. It's 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 not forty yet, but it will be when this comes out. Actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. This comes out on. Uh, yeah, on I was pre-planning really for the show. But uh, what's what's funny about it is, so my friend and our friend of the show, yes. Dana. I guess you invited her for yes. this because you, you guys were awesome and you surprised me with a cake. Duh. And well, she Char's gonna be out of town for the weekend, so right. we're so not gonna, gonna see Gina her on Jackson. her birthday. Right, this is the only time we're gonna see her. So Aaron was like, "Okay, I'm bringing a cake." Anyway, and, carry on. And so the thing is, is while you guys were doing the interview, I w- I had actually posted a picture of my beer and it and tagged myself and us at Bear Bottle Brewing, and. All of a sudden, three or four minutes later, Dana walks in. <laughs> and I thought it was because she was in the neighborhood, saw that I was here, and popped in. Yeah. And I was, like, super surprised. And then, so I didn't, I was just like, dude, why, like, why'd you show up? <laughs> you know, like, that's kind of cool that you saw that I was here and you showed up. Yeah. And then, as soon as we turned off the mics and I took my headphones off, because I couldn't ask her any questions while we were doing the interview. And then I asked her, I said, dude, what, like, what do you, and she just kind of looked at me and was like, she has like the worst poker face and I was like <laughs> god damn it these two are up to something and I don't know what it is I probably don't know what it is I don't want to know what it is and sure enough it was uh, well the, the um, funny thing is anybody who's ever listened or to any new listeners Erin is not slick at all like she can't hide things well you don't get out, you don't get out of shit well so she's so she texts me and she's like okay, okay I have this cake her and Char were going to uh, arrive at th- around the same time. And she yeah. doesn't want Char to see her come in with the cake. So she wants me to grab the cake from the car and throw it in the fridge. And, and I guess, Char, you were driving by as Aaron was walking up with the cake. So but I guess you, you didn't see me. But I guess no. you didn't see her. Oh, so I was literally like. So first that happens. Right. And Aaron's like, she saw me. She, like, she saw me. The, ga- the jig is up. Yeah. Yeah. And no, then I didn't see any of that. when we were bringing the cake up to the table, we're like, do we light the candle now? But. Then it'll go out, and I only had one match left because I wasn't thinking. And right. So none of it was slick, but the Aaron it, made this incredible cake. It was delicious. Yes. It's still We've already eaten half of it. Which is called the... Better than, better than sex cake. And, and my friend Doug walks in, and he takes one look at it, and he's like, that's the better than sex yeah. cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you win. You get half of it. No. And apparently it is. I haven't tried it yet. But, I mean, uh, you know. I'm hitting it up. It's right delicious. I, yeah. I love it, and I think, whatever. 
No, it was great. And no, thank you guys. This is this was great. And we love you. Forty. It's <sighs> a big deal, yeah. Char. You're Gotta awesome. Thank in. you. Gotta ease. I went to Disneyland and walked. Around. I, I think I I did twenty eight thousand steps on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm a little broken, and oh, I'm wondering okay. if it's because I'm about to turn forty. <laughs> knees, knees hurting. Uh, no, like a little like a shoulder thing. Maybe it's from like carrying a. 31 year one thirty-one pound I think you say 31 year old star tell us about yeah, this what the this hell was exciting. that I don't think you're at Disneyland uh, I, I would say just try stretching more maybe yoga so doesn't happen you used to oh, go to yoga right I know well, uh, just five minutes of on Sunday and I thought for a second that maybe I should do bridge to bridge and do a 5k before uh, leaving for Reno but you and your 5k no. but it's the day after my birthday no you know, so I was like, yeah, we'll scratch out. We'll save that for throw five k on the crabs table. How about that? They, <laughs> Just you know, go Ooh. take yourself for a walk or something on on your birthday or on Sunday or whatever. <laughs> you don't need to, you know. Everything's falling apart. No, no, uh, it's not this true. is that's not true. But uh, yeah, thank you to Bear Bottle for having us. Uh, obviously, we'll be back. <laughs> Whether you Little like it or not, yeah, got, yeah. this place is awesome. And yeah, when you walk in, it's like you can see the. You can see everything. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's like a complete like a p- complete open book. Yes. And then the games, they've got cornhole, they've got ping pong. Right. They have shuffleboard, which Foosball. also... Foosball. Which reminds me of Reno. Oh, the, yeah. A, a circus circus. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember the, do you remember the game? Yes. The, the, the bowling game? Yeah. Yes. With, the, with the sawdust yes. thing? Oh, yeah. I thought you were just referring back to when we were at the GSR and Jeff and I were playing... The uh, only things that we were playing were the only uh, game you played was air, air hockey. hockey. Yeah, well, because they didn't have shuffleboard. I love. You guys shuffleboard. should have just went to Circus Circus if you guys are gonna play games all the time. Too far. All right. Well, we gotta go <laughs> so we can play shuffleboard. Okay. So thank you guys. Love you guys. Happy love birthday, Shar. Happy birthday. By the time you hear this, I will be forty. Bitch, please. <laughs>